podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. This is a right treat. Orlando haven't lost. <laughs> They've not played. Well, tiny details. This is the MLS UK show. Welcome along. Episode 15 of the MLS UK show. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Here's what we've got for you. Leg two of this week's action. There were some midweek games. My boys Atlanta technically went top of the league. Well, they are top of the league. Uh, still didn't win though, did they? Uh, also, we're going to be chatting... Montreal Impact not been a great season for them so far just like it's not been a great season for me on fantasy football we'll have an update yeah I don't think it's been a good week for me and of course we will look ahead to this week's MLS action stick around for the next hour or so on the MLS UK show the MLS UK show I'll be honest with you when we had this idea and never thought we'd see 15 episodes, I thought, like, even if we did 15, no one would actually be listening. No, it's actually, uh, it's really humbling when we go on Twitter and we've got people chatting to us just about something on the podcast or something that's happened in an actual match. I know, and- I'm like, I'm like sending you screenshots going, people are actually listening to this absolute rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. If you knew, uh, please continue after this. It does get better. Uh, however... It might do. We, were, we got a few messages on Twitter after something you said last time on episode 14. Oh, and it on. links in because we have a, we're recording this on Thursday and there's a very special birthday today. Go on. Your favourite... MLS goalkeeper is 29 years old today. Is it uh, New York City FC goalkeeper? Yeah, obviously sarcasm comes into being your favourite after yeah. you slated him on the last one. He's 29 today, so Sean Johnson, happy birthday. 100 years younger than Nick Romando. <laughs> Unbelievable. Isn't it amazing? We've got all, like six generations there in MLS. I tell you what, the way Nick Romando played this week, oof. I know. Um, can I just mention a, a tweet that I got from Andrew last night um, who'd listened to the podcast and was not happy that I'd said that Sean Johnson was a poor goalkeeper. Now, we were talking, of course, about Joe Hart joining NYCFC. He's at Man City at the minute. It makes sense. Um, not getting much football anywhere. Nobody particularly wants him. Uh, so send him to NYCFC. Makes sense. And I said, well, yeah, because... NYCFC need a goalkeeper. I don't rate Sean Johnson. Now, Andrew messaged me uh, disagreeing quite strongly, sent me a couple of clips of Sean Johnson making, I'll be honest with you, some quite routine saves. Oh. Uh, and uh, and he was saying, oh, you're wrong, look at these. And I just responded with no words. I just quoted a tweet of ours from a few months ago when Sean Johnson... Uh, had a, a bit of a, a spillage, shall we say, against uh, New England Revolution. Yeah, but I, I'm with Andrew on this one. I don't think he's as bad as what you're saying. 
Seriously, though. Come on, it's his birthday. Leave him alone. Is he in the top 15 keepers in the league? Um. Yeah. Really, though? Although, I think when you get past about 10 or 12, they all just... Is he the in the top 10? Um, nah, maybe, probably not. So, would you take Joe Hart? Yes. I, that's that's no. my argument. I would still take him over Joe Hart. You, no, I'm sorry. You're wrong there. I just Premier League goalkeeper. All that experience. A bad Premier League goalkeeper. No, come on. I, he's, I don't... He might Joe Hart may go to MLS. He may go to NYC, and and he may become the best thing that's ever happened to New York City. But probably not. <laughs> I just don't think he's that good anymore. He's better than Sean Johnson. Come on, let's let's get on with it. Let's take a look back at the midweek action in MLS. Previously in MLS, four good games last night. They were, and uh, Atlanta moved from joint top to outright top. Of the uh, of the table. Oh, with a with a draw. Oh, it shouldn't have been a draw, though. They should have won. You say that, and um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but <sighs> come on. Until this about the sixtieth minute, it was. Uh, let's just say, it was a poor game. Atlanta went one 0 up. Uh, Martinez just because. New England just forgot that when the ball goes into your box, you're meant to clear it and not run away from it. Uh, Martinez, by the way, one shot, one shot on target, one goal. No celebration. He loves it. Uh, And then after 60 minutes, it just really opened up. And you've got to look at the chances. Uh, Barco and Almiron were through on goal. Barco then hit the bar. It was a great save from Turner, might add. But It should have been about 4-0 before New England got the penalty. Interesting, though, because um, as much as as obviously Atlanta had these chances and were on top, even possession, even amount of passes, it, like on the stats, are, the stats are interesting in this game because, to be honest with you, you look at that, you look at the stats, you see it as 1-1 and you go, yeah. Whereas when you actually watch the game, yeah. different story. At the end of the game, when uh, they went to shake hands, Brad Friedel... He had the biggest smile I on his saw. face I've ever seen. He knows his team got out of jail with this one. Good I'm result, sorry. though. What, like one-one against Atlanta is a good result. And actually, do you know what? Atlanta, you'd have taken you you'd take a one-one draw on the road. Any any team in MLS would take a draw on the road. No doubt. It was a, if you'd have said before the game, right? You'll draw away at New England. I'd been like, oh well, we're Atlanta. We we should be winning games every game. But okay, uh, after the defeat in the last game. 1-1's not too bad. However, then when you watch it and see the chances we had, we should have won that. Just to be fair as well, I just pointed out Martinez, one shot, one shot on target, one goal. Do you want to have a guess at Teal Bunbury's stats? Oh, not even bothered. No, I think you'll, I think you'll be interested to know. Was it one shot? One shot, one shot on target, one, one goal. goal. Yeah. <laughs> not enough shooting going on in that game, just saying. Um... So Atlanta, top of the league. Go on. Presumably you're going to gloat. It's just where we're, we're meant to be. Is it though? I'm not I'm not one of those people who you win one or two, three, four, maybe six games on the bounce and you start going, like, getting really excited. Well, no, you're not one in months. Uh, so I, it's where we should be. I think we'll be... I think we'll beat Philadelphia at the weekend and we'll just stay top of the league for the, the rest of the season. The rest of the season? Yeah. Okay. It's just what we do. Philadelphia, though. 
much better game. Uh, credit to Philadelphia, really a lot of credit. We have to hold our hands up because we kind of, uh, <laughs> we uh, wrote them off. Uh, it seems like two weeks ago we wrote them off. However, they've come back now. They got a, a, a one last night against Chicago 3-1. They got a draw against New York Red Bulls at the weekend. They're a point behind Orlando. <laughs> yeah, they beat Montreal. They, they've, they've got, what, 10 points from the last four games. One thing I want to say about Philly, and actually, to be fair, RSL as well, when we get to that game. Philadelphia are not a side that you would say play attractive football. They hadn't scored a lot of goals this season. The goals, games that concern Philadelphia never really tend to be high scoring at either end. Mm-hmm. But the football they played, sorry, soccer they played last night was exciting. It was good to watch. It was positive. They took the game to them. I I was really, really impressed. And you know what? All uh, all season on the podcast, we've been saying New England are doing well. Aren't New England doing well? Yeah. Brett are doing really well. Well, Philadelphia now one point behind New England. Uh, same games played. So Philadelphia have really turned the season around. And like you said, they're a point behind Orlando. They're within, they could be in the playoffs uh, at the weekend, so. and that, that's put them four points clear of Chicago as well. Same amount of games played, yeah. so that's that's a big result, and they did it in the style. I was, I was really impressed, and it gives the teams like Montreal, DC, Toronto, Seattle a bit of uh, a bit of they can look at that and go, well, if we can get a run together, we can push up the table and it's, like Philadelphia. It's something to think about for Montreal, who have played the same amount of games, but are now they've now got half the amount of points that Philly have got. Yeah. Oh, I also we need to point out in this game, Il Signo. I was just about to say, what an absolutely stunning goal he makes! Bastian Schweinsteiger, who has won a World Cup, I'm assuming he won a Champions League as well. This he <laughs> makes him look like an absolute mug. He is old and grey though, old Bastian. Yeah, I thought you were going to say something else then. Uh, yeah, but still, uh, he just <laughs> makes him look an absolute mug. The old bastion. <laughs> and uh, the finish as well. Like, what a goal this Absolute was. rocket. It's the, it, I think is the term flip-flap for the skill. <laughs> Where you go inside, outside. I think that's what I think that's what they call it. I think that's what the kids are saying. Uh, go watch it on YouTube if uh, if you want to, if you don't know what a flip-flap is. The thing is, there's so many Sony players and... And it would. I'll be honest with you, right? I just. I'm just being honest. I wouldn't say it would ever be a Philadelphia Union player that would pull that off. I did. They're just not that kind of team. However, um, I think from from watching watching that, the way that he he does that incredible bit of skill, gets through the middle of um, of two Chicago players. There's a lot of players in MLS that would get into that position and be like, oh my God, just did that past Bastion Schweinsteiger. Oh, I'm going to score and then just blaze it over the bar. Yeah, yeah. Um, unreal finish. Goal of the week. Hands down. Oh, definitely. Uh, and he came at a really good time for him just before half time. They could go in then 1 0 up. And then Burke got a, a really good header. Uh, there was a few of these uh, cross and header. Really nice goals. cross as well. Yeah. They were uh, queuing up for it. Uh, so that made it 2 0 just after half time. And Philadelphia took control then. And I know uh, Gordon got a goal back for Chicago. But for me in this game, obviously I watched the Atlanta game, but watching the highlights of this game. Chicago, Philadelphia were never really in that much. Uh, there were not much doubt that they were going to win the game. They mm. got the penalty at the end as well. Uh, but yeah, credit to Philadelphia, absolutely smashing it at the moment. Tough test at the weekend though, away at like, Atlanta. But- uh, easy. Um, Atlanta haven't won in weeks. So <laughs> RSL, 
I'm putting these in the same bracket as Philly because uh, I feel like they don't get the credit. Well, they don't get the credit they deserve when they do when they do play as well as they did last night. Um, it, it, exactly the same as Philly. They they were um, positive, really good attacking moves. Looked like the home side. Uh, I was really impressed with, with RSL. Um, however, celebrations for Houston on point as always. Of course. <laughs> Smashed it. Um, they got it back to one-one. They, uh, I, I like Houston. There's a lot about Houston that I like. Even Beat down, Atlanta. Well, apart from that, but even down to the kit, you know, it's there's. I like Houston, and they seem to have personality about them. I think some teams in MLS do don't really have that personality about them uh, that make them likable in a league that's trying to sell itself yeah. to abroad and even in its own countries. Um, yeah, Houston have got a lot about them. Real Salt Lake won the game. They've gone above Houston. Real Salt Lake, uh, yeah, you said that we don't get any the credit that they perhaps deserve. I think it's consistency. This is the first time they've won back-to-back mm. games, and that's partly been down to their away farm. They're now fifth. If they win at the weekend, they could be in third in the, uh, in the Western Conference. How nice is it to see, though, you know... We we really started to pay attention to, to MLS in the last couple of years. How nice is it to see teams like RSL up there, FC Dallas up there? It's it's I love how how different it is from from last year. Yeah, and that's part of the appeal. If if anyone uh, from the UK is listening to this and they watch the Premier League every year and you're getting a bit bored, but, oh right, well let's face it, next season in the Premier League we could do a predict the table. We'll we'll have the same top six. Yeah, it'll be a different order, but we'll have the same top six. West Ham aren't going to go win the league next year. No, it, it is the bottom line. Whereas, um, you know, I, I'm looking at a, a team such as even I'd include Philly because Philly are Philly are on the up. Um, you, you have to look at FC Dallas at RSL. They're they're mixing it now with with the big boys at the top, and it's nice to see. Yeah, and also it shows that the teams that, again, in the Premier League, if you, uh, well, it's what, I'll be 13 games in now, if you're in 17th or 18th place, you're probably going to finish in the bottom six. Philly have shown that it doesn't matter. You get a run together, you can very quickly jump up the league. Mm. Uh, we keep mentioning FC Dallas, brilliant win last night on the road against LA Galaxy. And, of course, FC Dallas, the team that we're not allowed to talk about. Yeah, Oscar Parajia says, don't don't notice us. Uh, when you notice us, we start to lose games. Well, stop winning games then, <laughs> and then we'll stop noticing you. This is a great result. Um, I know Galaxy are not having a great season. Um, what are they, like eighth in the Western Conference? Yeah. But it's still impressive to go there um, midweek, go, yeah. go and get an away, away win, which obviously none of the other teams have managed. And... Were three nil up. This they kind of did a Montreal. They were three nil up, and they just let LA Galaxy back into it. Yeah, um, LA Galaxy had the chances as well. To I know Zlatan scored two, mm. only three two, but they had the chances as well. Hit the bar. Yeah, so uh, it could have been worse. But Dallas hold on, uh, held on. They're second now in the Western Conference. They they keeping on going, and that's the main thing is that the momentum's there. Something that LA Galaxy don't have, and I'm not a Galaxy fan, but it must be so frustrating. You win at Montreal, you win at home in the Cali Clasico against San Jose, and then that, and then you lose again. It just seems a story of LA season. But however, you know, 
a win in the same points as RSL at the weekend, so there's, there's still opportunities there. We need to talk about Zlatan Ibrahimovic. In the first leg of this podcast, just the other day, yeah. you said, would you like to remind me of what you said or shall I do it? Uh, I said that maybe after Zlatan got sent off at 0-0 against Montreal, they then so went... that slap. Yeah, they went and won that game. And then they beat San Jose. Maybe that Galaxy are better without him. However... No, that's exactly what you said. However... I disagreed with you. Yeah, but however, I did say that if he stops messing around going on James Corden and Jimmy Kimmel and whatever, <laughs> maybe the time off, or just a week to settle down in LA, a new city for him, just train with his teammates, could do him the world of good. He scored two. So therefore, Don't crawl out I'm right. You I'm said, right. You said they might be better without him. I said, no, if you've got Zlatan, you put him in. They put him in, two goals. Still lost, but two goals. After he, he he stopped all his TV stuff. Well, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> good finish, the first goal, though. It was a good finish. Yeah. Uh, right, so that's it for this week. Um, let's have a look at how we've predicted it and other people have... Who, who's come out on top? MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Right, every game week uh, we do predictions. If you get the right uh, outcome of a game, you get five points. If you get the right result, you get ten points. I'm horrific at this, although the last couple of weeks I have been doing okay. You have. You've turned the corner a bit. You are the Philadelphia Union of this predictions league. Right, so this week you said New England and Atlanta would draw. I said Atlanta would win, so that's... (laughs) Uh, did you not win? No, we didn't. Oh, mate. Oh, well, we still oh, top of the league. Sorry to hear about that. Yeah. Oh, and I predicted that you would. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. Anyway, uh, sorry about that. Then I said Philadelphia would win. Uh, you said a draw. I think. Did you say draw? Anyway, you didn't get it right. Uh, we both said RSL would win, and we both said FC Dallas would win. So that's fifteen points apiece. We draw. Wow. Um, we got, a few of you got in touch, mainly t- people getting about the same as us. I think everyone thought uh, Philadelphia would win and Dallas would win. A lot of people say New England would draw with Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. see, because the wheels have come off, mate. Well, top of the league. Uh, Paul, Not one in I weeks. need to give a special shout out to Paul uh, Paul Redfern on Twitter. He got 25 points. We only have four games, he got 25 points. Wow. He said Philadelphia would win, New England would draw. Dallas would win, and he said RSL 2-1. He got a correct score. So 25 points. Fair play, Paul. Uh, If you want to have your predictions on this week's games, this weekend's games, just like uh, we'll be giving ours at the end of the podcast, uh, get in touch at MLS UK Show on Twitter. Just DM us. Uh, You're more than welcome to get involved. And like Paul, if you do very well, or if you don't do well at all, like Elliot normally does, (laughs) uh, we will shout you out as well. So um, it's... I say it's free to enter. I don't know how you'd pay us, but it's just a bit of fun. So get involved. You mentioned uh, me not doing very well. Yep, I am on. I am on the up. The team that needs to get on the up is Montreal Impact. Yes, because because they are in Mont real trouble. Uh, get your car. To get it. Yeah, I do get it. Because M- Montreal is like real Mont. Real trouble. Who's put you in charge of the puns? I noticed on social media when we had Devon, who was a Seattle fan on the other day, you put all at sea, Atoll. Now it's Mont, real trouble. I'm going to be honest with you, mate. 
Yeah. I'm going to level with you. It's really hard to come up with titles for the episodes. Yeah, true. What else am I going to call it? Episode 15. We talk about Montreal. I mean, yeah, let's have some fun with it. Catchy. Should we do it? Yeah. All right, let's talk Montreal Impact. Elliot Holman. Henry Hewitt. MLS UK Show. Right, so last episode of the MLS UK show, uh, we asked for any Montreal fans to get in touch and have their say on a very disappointing start to the season for the Impact. They've not won in however many games, it seems like months. Official uh, stat there. Yeah, they've not. An official stat is they haven't scored in four. It's all gone wrong. But they are above DC United. They've played three more games. Uh, let's chat to Ryan, who's a Montreal Impact fan. Ryan, welcome to MLS UK Show. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, where do we start with Montreal? What's your What's your assessment of, of this season? Uh, well, this is something we've seen before since Montreal's entrance into MLS. And uh, I think it's important to remember that Montreal is unique compared to many other uh, MLS clubs, because there are very few clubs. I think maybe Seattle might be the only other one that uh, the existence of the club actually predates uh, the MLS. So in Montreal's case, they've been around three years longer than, than the league itself. And in that time, from their inception 25 years ago till their entrance in MLS, they had quite a bit of success. Uh, They won five league titles and they won three cups and uh, they, the ownership and administration had a feeling based on their previous success that, you know, they know what they're doing and they know how to run a club. And uh, when they entered into MLS, they thought, well, you know, this is a new foray. We should be open to suggestion. And after one year, they decided, no, they know better and, they're going to run their club as they see fit, and we've seen mixed results since then. In terms of this season in particular, um, how hopeful were you back uh, back in February, March, when the season began? How hopeful were you that things might be different this year? Well, I think I was prepared for a lot of bumps, but I didn't expect it to be this bad. Um, I think one thing that happened early in the season is we lost our first two matches, but they weren't losses that didn't uh, discourage you. I, I'm, if it wasn't for a, a late penalty against Columbus, we would have had a draw on the road. And um, they fought back too little too late against Vancouver. And uh, bef- since it's early in the season, we know now that Toronto and Seattle are struggling as well. But when you get, when you're playing the MLS cup champions and runners up two consecutive weeks and you get wins against both of them, I think it, uh, it fooled everybody into forgetting that this was going to be a transition year and a rebuilding year. Um, and those are two things that don't go over well in Montreal. Um, Montreal fans are really impatient and they, don't like teams that don't win and unfortunately for us right now all three of our professional sports clubs are losing pretty badly and uh, the Montreal Impact are making the same mistake that their counterparts are in Canadian football and in hockey 
in that they keep trying to fix the problem with quick fixes rather than long-term solutions. Uh, speaking of uh, long-term solutions, Ryan, uh, Remy Gard came in in the, in the close season. Are you willing to give him a bit of a chance? I know the president's come out and said changes will have to be made if it doesn't get better. Uh, well, first of all, what was your opinion of him at the start? And are you still willing to give him that chance now? Well, I'm still willing to give him a chance because I see him as only one part of the problem and not the entire problem. Um, I think that people who have been following the club for a long time know that the problem has run deeper than just how Remy Gard is, uh, is managing the club. Um, he is coming into this league with no experience in North America, and uh, he needed time to figure things out. And unfortunately, I think that the chronic injuries that the players have been suffering is not allowing him that time to to figure things out. I mean, we I don't think we've played a single match with the same back line this season. Um, I heard today good news that Rudy Camacho is fully fit and ready to go. So um, this Saturday, there's a good chance that we'll see Rod Fanny and Rudy Camacho at center back for the first time this season. So, you know, hopefully that, that pairing will will work out really well with uh, keeping things tight in the back. When when Fanny's playing, there's always a good chance that things stay tight in the back, especially when Bush is in net. Uh, just to touch on, on the, the rest of this Montreal impact season, what okay. what's the answer and where realistically are Montreal going to finish? What's the, what's the highest they can achieve? Well, the little sliver of hope that we could hold on to is... Uh, is we can look back at what Seattle was able to accomplish uh, two seasons ago when at the midpoint in the season, they were at the bottom of the Western Conference and they snuck into the playoffs and <clears throat> ended up winning the MLS Cup, which you know made Montreal fans really happy because we got to see Toronto lose the MLS Cup. But uh, that's, that's not a really realistic hope, but it's there's still a precedent nonetheless. Um, I, I feel like under normal circumstances, if there were a group of really, really, really talented, sure things coming out of U.S. colleges, I would just say, go ahead and tank and get the first pick in the draft. But the last time that we finished dead last, there were two expansion teams, including your Orlando City SC, who came in and basically nabbed the first pick away from us and scooped up Kyle Lahren, a Canadian player who's now with Besiktas and who was quite productive, somebody we definitely could have used, considering what we've just discussed with the importance of the Canadian clubs uh, uh, developing their, their, their local talent. So I, it really depends uh, if... They can get through these uh, these growing pains and uh, all get on the same page and make the right adjustments in, in the summertime because it just seems like when we do have success, the club seems to think, oh, look, we were successful. We figured it out. We, we made the MLS Cup uh, uh, quarterfinals or semifinals and we just need to make some 
minor changes in the offseason and keep these same players and everything should be fine. But what happens in the meantime is the league adds uh, expansion sides that are really hungry to prove themselves and uh, players get shuffled around. Other clubs will go and make big changes and uh, they, the rest of the league improves and Montreal kind of gets left behind because they think that they've figured it out and then they fail to make significant changes to improve the club in the off season that we've seen that twice already. You, you've touched on the fact that, that um, Fanny and Bush have, have been really, really strong at the back. Um, obviously, yeah. anybody who watches um, the impact can, can see um, what an incredible job Piatti can do and, and what he can bring to this side. But in terms of strengthening in the summer, what areas do you identify that you need a bit of help with? And, and as you're a lot closer to the club than, than we are, are there any names, are there any rumours that, that you can tell us about? Well, there, there, there's a, a, there are two. There's one player. We need another person in the midfield. Obviously, um, I think one of the reasons why our defense has struggled is because our midfield is much weaker than it has been. I think this is probably the weakest midfield we've ever had since we've been in MLS. So, if if your midfield is is weak, uh, then your back line has to absorb even more pressure, and then that. And then when you have all those injuries to your back line, they, well, you know, I don't need to tell everybody, just look at the, at the league table and you can see the goal difference, right? Um, so we definitely need to strengthen our midfield. Um, we, we, we need to strengthen, and we need, uh, we, we need some more help up front. Uh, Mankosu had a good half season when he first joined the club and he's never been able to find uh, that success again. Uh, Anthony Jackson Amell is is young and talented, but his one particular weakness is that he seems to be lacking stamina, which is why he scores most of his goals when he's coming off the bench and doesn't see quite as much success when he's part of the starting 11. He seems to burn out somewhere in between the 55th and 65th minute. So I think they really need to focus on getting some help up front. Uh, personally, I think they should be targeting uh, Luca Cavallini. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this player, but Luca Cavallini is a, uh, a young Canadian player. He's about the same age as Anthony Jackson ML, and uh, he's on the Canadian national team. Uh, we wouldn't have to worry about um, an international spot if we sign him because he's Canadian. And uh, in the Clausura portion of the Liga MX season, he finished fourth in goals with nine goals, playing for uh, Puebla, which is not exactly the strongest side in Liga MX. Um, I think if you bring Luca Cavallini in, um, you could probably get him for maybe a million and a half and, uh, per season. And I think since he's played a full season up until now, uh, it'd be a perfect situation where he could be your starting number nine and uh, Anthony Jackson and Mel can come off the bench, uh, be productive in, in, in replacement. So if, if that's how it works out, it'll keep uh, Cavallini's legs fresh for, for the remainder of the season. And 
uh, if they ever, by some miracle, make it into the playoffs, uh, Cavallini will be in, in good shape because he won't have to play 90 minutes every match. Um, they may even be able to switch to a 4-4-2 with Cavallini and uh, Jackson ML playing up front with each other. Um, they'll be able to continue to work on that chemistry with the national team when, uh, when they have uh, training camps and, and matches and whatnot. Uh, well, Ryan, uh, thanks very much for joining us uh, on the podcast. It's been very insightful. It sounds like Montreal have got a lot of stuff to do on the pitch and off the pitch as well. Just very quickly, you've got Houston this weekend. Is this where it turns around? What's your prediction? There's, there's not been any. There haven't been any signs of it turning around. Um, at, realistically, I'm hoping for a draw, but. I, if it's a draw where we come back to draw, it's something positive that can be built on. Uh, if we take a lead and then we 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 leak two goals, if we leak a goal or two f- to let them back in in the last ten minutes or so, everyone's just going to be discouraged <laughs> leaving the stadium because uh, we've we've seen Montreal blow a lot of late leads in the past two seasons, and it'll just feel like it's more of the same. So, oh. Well, thing- yeah, so I think it's a draw, but hopefully it's a draw where Montreal comes back to, to, to steal a point. Well, fingers crossed for you, Ryan. Thanks very much for joining us uh, on the MLS UK show um, and good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. Thanks, Have Ryan. Good, the MLS UK show. Right, I guess if we've got to do this, let's uh, update ourselves on what's happening in fantasy football. Um... The problem I've got is that here we go. I keep on forgetting to update it, and we're checking this on Thursday after the midweek games, and we're halfway now through a game week, so I can't update it anymore. And looking at where I am in the table compared to you and how many points I've got, I should really start updating it. See, I you you claim all the glory in the predictions, but I feel like I don't give you enough stick for being so far ahead in fantasy. I'm, what is it, 80 points now? Nearly 85 points behind yeah. you. I don't even know what's going on. I'm 22nd in the MLS UK show uh, Fancy League. Out of 23. <laughs> no, out of 30. <laughs> it wasn't actually. even really bad. Um, so, yeah, we need to make a pact because you've been neglecting it as well, even though you have kind of done a bit yeah, better than I. Yeah, don't need to. Uh, because at this point, John Colby's mates, who Houston Dynamo fan, who's top of our league, in a few weeks he will go. Tw- he will have twice as many points as I do. So we need to make a pact <laughs> now that we remember to update. Get on it, yeah. Okay. Well, how many points have you got this week? Let's 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 start now. Let's be positive. How many points you got? Four. Barco got me four points for Atlanta. Nikolic didn't play. I thought mine was bad. But I've got twice as many. Oh. Eight points. Right, Miguel I- Almiron. As of next week, we update our fantasy league. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I'll probably forget. Uh, Let's look ahead to this week's action. This week in MLS. So. Starts off on Friday night, Saturday morning. Again, I'm loving this. I love a Friday night game. Yes. Until you see what the game is. Colorado Rapids (laughs) versus Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, well, Colorado uh, lost the last six. They're bottom of the Western Conference. Uh, Vancouver find themselves just outside the uh, playoff zone in the uh, Western Conference. You've got a fancy Vancouver, right? Yeah, fancy Vancouver. I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. You know what? 
All records are there to be broken. Colorado may have lost the last six, but it will not be seven. Because it's going to be a draw? Yeah, it's going to, <laughs> he's going to be 2-2. Because, of course, Vancouver have drawn the last four games, three of them being 2-2, one of them being 3-3. There's goals in their games, but I don't see Colorado winning. So, 2-2. Okay. Uh, Saturday, Portland Timbers, LA Galaxy. It's on Sky Sports Football here in the UK, uh, kicking off at 10 o'clock our time. This is a night. I like this game. I'm up for this. I'm I'm feeling a Portland win, but marginal, 1-0. Really? Yep. Well, I did say records are there to be broken. Portland have won the last six, but I do think they'll make it seven. Their record will go in a few weeks. Uh, I think this will be a high-scoring game, and I reckon it'll be another 3-2 defeat for LA Galaxy. Okay. Let's look at Atlanta versus Philadelphia Union. This is also on Sky Sports Football. It's on after the Portland Timbers game. Atlanta home win. 3-1. If you were asking me about this game uh, three weeks ago, I'd say 7-0. However, Philadelphia have really turned the corner. And you haven't won in weeks? Well, we beat Orlando, remember? Yeah, you haven't won in weeks. Uh, I do think Atlanta will get back to winning ways. Um, I think it'll be 4-1 Atlanta. Okay. Columbus Crew versus Toronto FC. Now, this is the game. Yeah. We mentioned it on the last episode. Zach Steffen, of course, is number 10 at the moment in the all-time clean sheet record in minutes. I think he's done 495 minutes without conceding a goal. Uh, I don't have it with me at the moment. I had it with me last episode, funnily enough. Uh, however, if he keeps a clean sheet against Toronto, he will go up to third. So if you're watching this game, just listen out for the commentators because they will up- probably update you every 10 minutes to where he goes up in the league. And this was, of course, um, the first game, the- their first fixtures of the season. Columbus mm. Columbus beat Toronto. I, I think this will be 2-2. Oh, he's going to concede. Yeah. Oh. Um, Giovinco looked so hungry in the in the game last weekend. I di- uh, you can't you can't play that well and have that many shots and not score. Yeah, I I did say on my last episode. I think leaving BMO Field, uh, they've played I think five of the last six at home and they've only come away with like seven points. Yeah. Uh, leaving BMO Field might do them some good. However, the Columbus are smashing it at the moment. I can see them winning this three one. Okay, Montreal Impact versus Houston Dynamo. This is this is this is important for Montreal. This is big. I I just can't see them doing it. I can see this being a draw, one-one. Yeah, I think their their run of um, not scoring in four games will uh, will come to an end. I can. You know what? Let's look at the positives for Montreal. There's not much at the moment. Runs have got to come to an end. I can see them winning this two-one. Just pulling something out the bag. Piatti will be on farm. I think Piatti and Jackson Hamill will score the goals. 2-1. Okay. New England Revolution versus New York Red Bulls. This is a... this New England seems to be having like one of the games of the week every single week at the moment. Uh, Red Bulls were winning games for fun and then played Philadelphia 0-0. Go on, what do you think will happen in this one? It's a tough one to call. It is a tough one. I, I think it will be really tight. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a Red Bulls win, one nil. I think it'd be two two. Okay. New York City FC 
versus Orlando City SC. Oh, well, New York City FC won every single home game so far, including a game against Orlando. Sorry, Elliot. It's going to continue. I reckon it'll be I reckon it'll be 2-0 to New York City. 3-0 to NYC. Yeah. Yeah. Too many injuries, selection headaches, players out of position. I don't even I even want to watch it. It's going to be painful. It might even be four. Sorry, right, I'll watch it for you. Thanks. Uh, next match. FC Dallas versus LAFC. Oh! You're right. This is a this is a tasty one, isn't it? Um. Oh God, where do you go with this? I'd go with FC Dallas. They're in form. They're at home. LAFC will score. However, I think it will be. I think it'll be two one FC Dallas. I think they'll just what I was going to go out for. the bag. I was going to go for that. So I'll say two two instead, just to make it interesting. Okay. Chicago Fire versus San Jose Earthquakes. Oh. I mean, if you can't beat San Jose, you may as well go home. Three <laughs> nil. Uh, yeah, I think Chicago Fire will get back to. Um, yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll get back to winning ways after losing against Philadelphia. I think this will be 3-2 to Chicago Fire. You think San Jose will go on the road and score two goals? They did it at Minnesota. Okay. RSL versus Seattle. It, you know what? Speaking to Devin the, uh, on the last podcast, and he's quite um, positive about what Seattle can do. However... <laughs> RSL are very good at home. They've won five out of six so far. So I think Seattle will get back to it, but it won't be this week. I think RSL will win. Um, 2-0. 2-1. Finally, final game. SKC, Minnesota United FC. 3-1, SKC. Hmm... Oh, no, actually. Wait, didn't these two play each other, like, last week? Yeah, they did. It's like the RSL-Seattle game. There's a very quick turnaround. I want to change mine, because I know what Minnesota do in these games. Minnesota will go 3-0 down, and then they'll get it back to 3-2. 3-2, that's my prediction. 0-0. Really? Yeah. Can you boo yourself, please? (laughs) I'm not booing myself. Boo yourself. That's enough. We don't have nil-nils in MLS. Uh, you predicted nil-nil the other day. Yeah, well, I can. Uh, it's a really interesting weekend in MLS. I'm really looking forward to this. There's some really juicy games that are happening. And uh, it's there's so many stories at the moment, like with Montreal and Seattle. Can they, they pull it back? Toronto. Col- Toronto, Colorado need to butt their ideas up. Atlanta need to win a game. Uh, even though we top the league. Um, Orlando lost the last three. So, uh, yeah, it should be exciting this weekend. Uh, of course, if you've got predictions for us, let us know. You can uh, DM us, send them to us on Twitter at MLS UK Show. Uh, we, by the way, we now have a Facebook page. We do like us on Facebook. Uh, we've not really uh, kicked it off yet, so it's not got that many likes. But uh, we want to. Build... Well, this is the this is the first anyone knows about it right now. Yeah, I think I only liked it before the podcast. You could be the third person to like it behind Henry and my mum. Yeah. 
So there you go. There's your incentive. MLS UK show on Facebook. We'll be posting uh, links to our podcast, uh, some of the latest news, loads of interesting stuff for you to follow, some nice clips from the podcast as well. Uh, so if you can get involved with that, that'd be very nice. We're also on Instagram, MLS UK show, and Twitter, MLS UK show. Consistency. Right. Yes, right. Now we've got all that out of the way. Looking forward to next week. We are going to, if you've been listening to this podcast, thinking, and you're a Cincinnati fan, <laughs> thinking, oh, we're going to get a mention, and you've got to this point, like... <sighs> We're a new team and they're not even mention us. We will be doing a Cincinnati episode next. If you are a Cincinnati fan, if you know a Cincinnati fan, or you want to have your say on the newest MLS franchise, get in touch with us on Twitter and uh, we'll have you on the, the podcast and we'll, we want to chat Cincinnati. We want to learn more about this new team that's coming into the league next year. Who have been doing very, very well in the USL League. Uh, definitely catching a few eyes. Um, obviously, Atlanta for example came straight into MLS no no history no, nothing straight in um, whereas of course Cincinnati have been playing uh, USL for the last few years and doing very very well so this is going to be an interesting one uh, if you know anybody who'd like to come on and chat to us about Cincinnati joining MLS or, or maybe any expansion sides that are going to be joining us uh, then get in touch MLS UK show on Facebook Twitter and Instagram thank you very much for listening and we'll be back again with more MLS action next week see ya Sports Social Podcast Network.